0: Welcome to the Hospitality Podcast, brought to you by MarketScale. I'm your host, Elmer Guardado. Co-founder and CEO of Under Canvas, Sarah Dusick, joins us today to uncover just what it is that's making glamping, yes, that's glamorous camping, a growing pillar in the hospitality industry. How are you, Sarah? I'm great. Thank you. Well, thank you for joining us, Sarah. I I appreciate your time. So let's start at the beginning. Can you tell us a little bit about Under Canvas? Mm -hmm. Be my pleasure.
1: So, Under Canvas is a luxury camping company, aka known as a glamping company. We are the largest um, luxury tented operate the largest luxury tented camps in America.
0: Right. So, Sarah, right off the bat, we hear the word glamping, right—a word that some people might not be familiar with. So, can you tell us a little bit more about that and how that experience differs from regular camping or just staying at a hotel?
1: Absolutely. Imagine yourself for a moment in plains of Africa on safari, and then imagine yourself in a beautifully furnished tent with running water and flushing toilets and beautiful furnishings and fluffy pillows and duvets with incredible vistas outside of your your tent, and there you have it, a glamping experience. And that is what we are. We are an incredible outdoors experience. Um, that is comfortable, beautiful, elegant, um, but yet is all done for you. So that the advantages of a hotel, but all the wonderful features of being outdoors.
0: Well, sir, I mean, you sold me. <laughs> so can you maybe give us some specific experiences one might be able to have if they go glamping?
1: Absolutely. We, we have currently seven properties across the country. So we are outside of National Park destinations. So you could visit Yellowstone, you could visit Glacier National Park, you could visit the Grand Canyon, um, Zion, Smoky Mountains, Mount Rushmore. You could be in an extraordinary place and have an incredible outdoor adventure with your family. You could stay with us for one night, two nights, three nights, four nights, or you could buy a package with us and stay for five nights, six nights and have us tailor your experience to and advise you on all the things that you should do while you stay with us. We will take care of you from beginning to end, from lodging to your activities to all your food and your dining, so that you can have an incredibly restful but exhilarating adventure whilst you're with us.
0: So Sarah, with this being a relatively new thing, have you found some obstacles with getting this to market or selling people on the idea?
1: It's really interesting because it's a relatively new thing within the United States, but yet the idea of glamping is hundreds of years old. I mean, obviously, the first pioneers to Africa established safari camps. Right. Um, we have photos of Teddy Roosevelt glamping in Yellowstone a um, 100 years ago. And they took in tented camps and set up camp to have an amazing experience whilst they were at the park. So it's not new. Um, you know, there's that old saying, saying, there's nothing new under the sun. And that's certainly true of, of glamping. But obviously, its most recent expression and resurgence is is new. Um, and it's a an, you know, a an experience that, you know, is ever more popular today because we are looking for authentic experiences. We're, we're interested in spending our dollars on, on making memories and having adventures and, and, and having experiences rather than just owning things. Um, and so we've certainly seen the incredible rise of experiential travel over the last few years in particular, and certainly um, believe that in a technological age that we are living in today, that people are longing for um, moments in time where they disconnect from technology and they reconnect with the people that they love. And um, our camp um, give our
0: guests the opportunity to do just that. So then, Sarah, if this has been a thing, you know, for a longer time and, and you know, relatively new in the U.S. as a concept, why is now the right time to strike? Why is glamping now becoming a thing that people want to embrace?
1: Well, um, I, I can only say um, the why for me is just a longing for authenticity. And the more technological we become, the more disconnected. Yearning, a deep yearning in society for people to get back to things that we did, you know, maybe 20, 30 years ago that my parents would have done with me as a kid. Um, There's a yearning to get back to basics, there's a yearning to get back to something that's authentic and real and not digital. So I think, um, whilst obviously the rise of social media has driven lots of experiential things, I think there's also a very deep hunger. For authenticity and having real relationships and real connections and real moments in time um, in the here and now where we're we're doing something that that feeds our soul um, and nature does that being in the outdoors does that unlike anything else being with people that you love in the outdoors is maybe the epitome of that um and many people live in open environments these days many of us live in apartments many of us don't live in wide open spaces and don't have access to the outdoors like they used to and it creates craving and when you don't have something you long for it even more and i, I think that's a piece of the journey of of, of the increased experiential travel and and the increase of doing something that's um, more unique um, less cookie cutter and more just different
0: i think you're definitely right because i think yeah as we all on one side we are becoming more connected with social media and and technology but i think our lives are also becoming more compartmentalized right and more uh moment to moment so i think yeah people might be yearning for a a less uh structured moment i guess
1: (laughs) yeah and i think the reality of social media is that we are more connected than we've ever been in history you know we can We can be in touch we can see people we can communicate with people more quickly and easily than we've ever ever been able to do but yet i think that leaves us with a void because i think what that has created is inauthentic communication and inauthentic relationships we're we're connected but we're more disconnected from people than we've maybe ever been you know and the family unit is a very good example of that you know my children are, are a classic example in that they've grown up in a world well, they, they have always had iPads and iPhones at their fingertips. They didn't know a world before iPads existed. And so they are increasingly connected and connected to technology 24-7. And that changes the dynamic of our home. It changes the dynamic of our relationships. And um, it, it creates space between us. And I think you know, we hear from our guests time and time and again, gosh, this was such an incredible experience kids spoke to us we had adventures together we did simple things together like sitting around a fire pit and having s'mores Um, simple things that we take for granted but yet are not normal uh, for most people to be doing
0: right right so sarah going back to the the growth of glamping has this become a a more affordable experience has this become a easier uh an easier of a sell i guess um because i think there there might be still kind of a stigma with it being a a luxury only experience right
1: absolutely that that was the one of the biggest drivers for us when we launched our company um back in 2009 we could see um the safari experience was known as exactly that it was known as a high end experience you know available only for the select few and obviously you had to travel thousands of miles you know across continents and what we wanted to do was bring the safari experience to the US and make it mainstream and create and be a bridge for people to the outdoors. And that's what we did. So you can stay at our property and spend you know, $100 a night, $150 a night. You could spend $10,000 um, for a five night trip for a family of four with us. So there's a huge price range, um, you know, to be accessible to large numbers of people to not be exclusive and not to be only pitched at one demographic demographic group of people but for the able to for the average family to be able to have a vacation with us in this way
0: right so sarah i want to talk a little bit about the american glamping association so this is something you're, you're working on right
1: i am yes we just announced um just about a couple of months ago that that we will pioneer and launch um the American
0: Glamping Association this year. So why is this something we need? Why why do you think this is a, do you, I mean, do you think this is what's going to take glamping from, you know, a quote-unquote fad to a, you know, a staple in the hospitality industry?
1: I think it will be a step in that direction. Yes, indeed. I, I think what we've noticed, obviously, we've been in the, in the business for almost 10 years in the U.S. and obviously seeing how the industry has developed in this country over that and seeing more and more people come into the space and feeling a responsibility, I I guess, to um, protect the industry, see the industry grow, see the industry become more established and become um, a recognized experience for travelers that is normal in the same way that sort of Airbnb shook up um, vacation rentals. You know, 15 20 years ago the glamping industry is doing the same for the hotel industry um, in terms of creating alternative um, accommodations that you know people who would normally stay in hotels would you know may consider going glamping and we particularly have discovered that our key clientele is, are not people who generally are used to going camping you know maybe they're boomers who have out outgrown or long for a more comfortable experience now but more and more we're seeing our consumer as being someone who
0: is not connected
1: with the outdoors and has no camping experience and therefore they're people who would traditionally stay in hotels so providing them with an alternative and and therefore creating a movement that helps the consumer helps create clarity around what glamping is and it isn't and creating a, a, a parameters for certain standards so that the consumer can know this is a good fit for me this this is not a good fit for me this is what i will you know this provider is you know one i can trust um and i think that's a big part of growing the industry
0: have there been any unforeseen hurdles in, in trying to you know solidify glamping in in the american glamping association i don't know um
1: if there any hurdles specifically but but any time you try and pioneer something and and you step into new territory you are always coming up against obstacles and for me every time we set out on a new path and we we break boundaries and we, we we pioneer into new territory where no one's gone before my expectation is that we will of course encounter obstacles um i always look at those obstacles though as opportunities as i know once we overcome or we get to a new level um, we our trajectory will be totally changed because of what we've overcome to get where we are and that's certainly true of my own business um, under canvas you know every time we've we've tackled insurmountable odds against us um, and we've overcome we've known uh, a new level of wisdom and insight and fruitfulness because of the
0: challenges that we have seen that Right, right. So, Sarah, before we let you go, uh, we want to play a little game with you. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start a sentence, and you're going to finish it for me, alright? Okay. When Sarah goes glamping, her one must-have item is... A book. A book. That's a good answer. <laughs> Question number two. The most unlikely place you've seen a glamping trip is... Mm. Uh, Lapland. Ooh, that is that is an unlikely place.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And the worst camping trip Sarah has been on was.
1: Oh, I had plenty as a kid. Endless, endless amounts of terrible camping trips as a child in the lashing rain. I'm British, so we every year we we camped in the rain, which was usually fairly miserable.
0: Did that have any uh, direct correlation with where you are now? <laughs>
1: Well, certainly, certainly creating more luxurious camping experiences was certainly a a piece of uh, redeeming my childhood camping experiences for sure.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, Sarah, my last question for you is, on your road to getting glamping solidified in the hospitality industry, what are you excited for in regards to the future? What's got you excited?
1: I am so excited. I think the future is so bright for us because I think we've barely even begun to scratch the surface with. Uh, what we are doing and what other people are doing. And I'm excited to see glamping become mainstream. I'm excited to see... Um, I feel like glamping is, is relatively well-known, but there are still so many people who have no idea what it is. And I'm excited to see glamping become a household term. I'm excited for Under Canvas to, to be a mainstream brand uh, and to be well-known a household name across the country.
0: Well, I wish you the best, Sarah. Thank you for joining us today. You are so welcome. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, you can go to marketscale.com industries and subscribe to articles, podcasts, and video content for your favorite industries. I'm your host, Elmer Guardado. Have a good day.